Shalom Abracha, we are up to Daf, Nun Gimel, and Yuma. Today's share is dedicated, Bizchos, Lerafur Shalema, for Yisrael Chaim Ben Yosef Moshe. At the bottom of Nun Beis and Mabez, the Gemara starts by telling us that we have a machlik as how the Kohen Gadol would arrange, put down the Kateras onto the coals in the Kaddish Kaddashim. According to Rashi, he would place, the one sheet is that he would place it further away from him on the coals and then work his way towards himself. And the other shita is that he would put it in front and then work his way forwards. So Abai explains that this is a machlekas. It's not a stira. There's two tanoim that hold these different ways. Abai says that it makes sense that he would start at the far end and then work his way forward because we have a Mishnah that tells us that they would tell the Kangadal, be careful not to burn yourself because if he would start closer and then work his way out, he would be leaning over the coals. Next, the Gemara says that from the Pasuk of Venosana Sakatarias Alho Eish, Lafane Hashem, we learn that it's supposed to be in front of Hashem. He's supposed to make the smoke come up from the Kataris, put it onto the coals in the Kaddish Kadashim, not outside. The Tzedukim used to actually put it on outside because they learned from the Pasuk Kiba Anan Eroel Akaparis that the Kohen comes in to the Kaddish Kadashim. With a cloud, so they would set, you know, make the cloud come up before he went in. But Chazal say, no, that pasuk is coming to tell us that the kateris has to contain something called male ashon, which made the kateris smoke go straight up, but not the way that Tzedukim learned that you're supposed to make a cloud before going into the kedush kedushim. We learn about this male ashon from the pasuk of vechisa anana kateris asakaperis. That if the malashon was left out, or any of the ingredients of the kateris was missing, he's chayiv misa. The Gemara says, well, of course he's chayiv misa. He just went into the Kaddish Kedashim for no reason. He didn't actually have the kateris with him. So if Shesha says, we're talking about a case where he went in b'shoigig, but the kateris that he brought was done b'mezid. That's why he's not chayiv misa for going in. He's only chayiv misa for the kateris. The Kilis Yaakov brings down a medrash that the Kohen Gadol was actually allowed to go into the Kaddish Kaddashim any day as long as he brought valid Kateris. So according to that medrash, he was able to go in, no problem. The issue was that the Kateris wasn't good. Maybe, according to Rabbi Yaakov, he went in thinking he had all the Kateris, and then when, once he was in there, he realized, oh wait, this is not the full recipe and he put it on anyways, so the Kataras was mazed, but when he came in, it was Bishagi. Next, the Gemara brings a Pasuk of Vechisa to teach us that you need to put in the Mala Ashan. The Gemara says, what do you need an extra Pasuk for? We already know that it has to go in. Why you bring a Pasuk on a Pasuk? We know from Chi Be'anon, the Kohen Gadol has to go in in a cloud. That teaches us Mala Ashan. Shab Yasef says... We have a, actually have six answers as to why we need two psukim for the Malashan. Rabbi Yosef's answer is that the second pasuk of Vichisa teaches us that you could even use the roots of the Malashan to bring up the smoke in a pillar. Abai says, well, but we have a brisa that seems to tell us that the best way to do it is using the roots. The leaves are the chedesh. So Abai learns that the pasuk of Vichisa teaches us that you could even use the leaves of Malashan to bring up the smoke like that. Rav Sheshis gives a di- different answer for the extra Pasuk. Without Vechisa, I would only think that you would need Mala Ashan in the oil made in the Midbar. But in Mishkan Shiloi and in the, but- the base Hamikdosh, how do I know that that 
that that Kateris also had Mala Ashan, that we learn out from the Pasuk of Echisa. The Gemara has a problem with that because anywhere where the Shechina rests, we're bringing Kateris. It's all the same Shechina. Elamai, the Gemara has a fourth answer for the extra Pasuk. I would think from Kibe Anon that you only use Mala Ashan on Yom HaKippurim comes along. Vechisa to tell me that during the rest of the year, the Kateris always had Mala Ashan. Ravashi gives an answer. He says that the first Pasuk tells me that it's a mitzvah to put, put in the Mala Ashan. And Vechisa tells me that it's actually Ma'akiv. And if the Kateris is missing Mala Ashan, it's puzzle. Rava says that one is telling me that not only shouldn't you do it, but there is a punishment for leaving out the Mala Ashan. In fact, we have a Brisa that tells us, Rabbi Eliezer said, the Pasuk of Villoyamos tells me that there's a punishment for leaving out the Mala Ashan. And the Pasuk of Kibbe Anon is a warning not to leave it out. And over here we're talking about when Nodav and Avihu brought in the Kutairas without permission. And over there there was two Pesukim. Because I would have thought with just one, pas- with just one Pasuk, now maybe they were both talking about before the Bnei Aaron died. But there's a third Pasuk that says, Achrei Mois Shnei Bnei Aaron. That even after Nodav and Avihu, we still have to put in the Mala Ashan. Now, I would think that the Azhara and the Oynesh are both enacted after the Misa of Shnei Aaron. That's where we have the Pasuk of Kibea Non to tell me that the Azhara was actually before their death and the Oynesh, the punishment, came only after they died. How do I know that the Oynish only came after they brought the Kateras? Because the Pasuk said, And the, the cloud, the Shekhinah, only showed up after Nodav and Aviyu brought their carbon. Wait, so why did they get punished if the Oynish wasn't instated yet? This is why we Rebbe Eliezer comes in and says that Bnei Aaron only died because they were in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. So why did they bring it? What was Nodav and Avihu's drasha? They learned from when Hashem said the Venosnu Bnei Aaron Hakoi and Eish Mizbech. The Bnei Aaron are supposed to bring the Eish Mizbech. That even though the fire comes down from Shemayim, we are supposed to go ahead. The Bnei Aaron are supposed to bring the fire ourselves. The problem is that they made that drasha without Moshe Rabbeinu. Now the Gemara says, based on a Mishnah, said that. The Kohen Gadol walks out of the Kaddish Kedoshim backwards. So where do we get that from? So Shmuel Bar Nachmani says in the name of Rabbi Yoinasan, Rabbi Yoinasan, the Pasuk says, The same way that Shlomo Melech went to Givon, that's how he would come back from Givon to Yerushalayim. Now it's a long distance. And uh, why is, why is, what, what's the Pasuk teaching us? And it's saying that the same way when he went to Givon, he was facing the Bama, he was facing towards Hashem, so too when he left, he was facing that same direction, he walked out backwards. Likewise, the Kehanim, the Leviim, and Israelim, whenever they're doing their avoido, when they leave, they walk out backwards. Don't turn around and walk away. So too when a Talmud walks out from his Rebbe, when he's leaving, he shouldn't turn his back on his Rebbe. Rabbi Yezir says that when he would leave from Rabbi Yechanan, so as Rabbi, Rabbi Yechanan left, Rabbi Eliezer would bow and he would stand there until Rabbi Yechanan left. And so too, when Rabbi Eliezer was leaving from Rabbi Yechanan, he would walk backwards until he couldn't see Rabbi Yechanan anymore. Rava 
would leave Rabbi Yosef's house. And Rabbi Yosef was blind, but Rabbi still showed this covet. And on his way out, he would trip on the doorstep until his feet were bleeding. And when they were told Rabbi Yosef this, he gave Rava a bracha that he should become the Rosh Hashiva of his town. Rabbi Alexandri said in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi that when we are davening, when one davens, he should, when he's finished, he should take three steps back and give shalom. I guess that's our Isa shalom that we say in our sitter. Rabbi Mordechai said, when you take your three steps back, stand there for a little bit. Because a Talmud that leaves his Rebbe and then comes right back, it's, it's like a Kelev that's returning to his vomit. It seems that when a Talmud leaves his Rebbe, he has to digest the information that he learned. And coming right back would be counterproductive. In fact, you have a Bryce that says that after davening, we should take three steps back. And one who doesn't take three steps back and give Shalom, it's better that he doesn't daven at all. It was said in the name of Shmaya that one should give shalom to the right and then to the left. Because it says, Mimino ish das lamai, and it says, Yipo mitzitcha elef or vava miminecha. So the right is better, stronger, bow to the right. Why do I need a second pasta? Because I would think that maybe, you know, hey, people go to, go to the right. That is the, the derech eretz to go to the right. But the second pasta of Yipo mitzitcha elef or vava miminecha teaches us that there's actually something better about the right. It's intrinsically superior. When Rava saw Ambaye bowing first to the right, he said, well, you're not supposed to bow to your right. We're supposed to bow to Hashem's right. We're talking to Hashem. Hashem's right is our left. Huna added that he saw Abaye and Rava taking their three steps back, and they would bow the entire way while taking their three steps back. Now, the Kayin Godal would say a short tefillah on his way out of the Kaddish Kedashim. What would he daven? So we have in the name of Rav that he would say, that this year should be rainy and hot. The Gemara's like, wait, why is hot good? No, it's saying that if it's going to be hot, make it also a rainy season so that everything doesn't dry up. Rav would add to this tefillah in the name of Rabbi Yehuda. He would say that there should never cease to have rulership coming from Beis Yehuda. Klaesol shouldn't need to get Parnassah from each other, and don't listen to the tefillahs of people traveling. What exactly does that mean? Well, we have a story where Rebchanina ben Doisa was on the road. It started raining, and rain in general is a good thing, but if you're on the road, you don't want it raining. So he said, everyone is fine, but Chanina is in Sar. So the rain stopped. When he got home, he said, now everyone's in Sar, they don't, they don't have rain, but Chanina's fine. So it started raining again. And Rabbi Yosef commented on the story. You see, the Kohen Gadol was davening not to listen to the people on the road, but Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa's tefillah trumped that. We have a story with the Kohen Gadol that had, uh, on his way out, he davened a lengthier tefillah. And the Kahanim outside got worried, and they decided to go in and find him. And on their way in, they met him coming out. And they said, oh, why are you davening so long? So he said, what do you mean? Well, what's the problem with davening for the Beis HaMikdash? Davening for Klai Yisrael? And they told him, don't do this, because we learned that the Kohen Gadol should not daven too long so that Klai Sol shouldn't worry about him. Have a wonderful day!